Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the 79th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast, we'll look at the latest data for the counties with the largest increase in electrical sales potential. We'll also take a look at some of the weekly economic indicators that can give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and the electrical market may be headed in the coming weeks and months. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rate count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2023. For the week ending September 2nd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 216,000. That's a decrease of 13,000 from the previous week's revised level. The four-week moving average was 229,250, and that is a decrease of 8,500 from the previous week's revised average. The unemployment rate jumped to 3.8% from 3.5% in August. These 10 states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending September 2nd. Ohio had a decrease of 2,909. New York was down 2,014. Oregon was down 801 claims to 3,973. Florida was down 773 to 4,620. Michigan was down 595 claims to 439 and 49. Louisiana had 563 fewer claims. It now stands at 1,267. Texas was down 501 claims and is now registering 13,697 advanced unemployment claims. Alabama was down 490 claims to just over 2,000. And New Jersey was down 449 claims to 7,512. Missouri was the only state that had a relatively large increase in the number of claims for the week ending September 2nd. It was up 3,666 to 5,730. California came in under 1,000 with an increase of just 957. Indiana's claims were up 713 to 3,316. Connecticut was up 606 claims to 3,440. State of Washington up 453. Claims now stand at 4,534. Iowa was up 356 claims at 1,977. Massachusetts up 290 claims to 2,508. Colorado up 184 claims to 2,427, Wisconsin up 154 claims to 3,032, and Alaska up 130 claims, now standing at 675 initial claims filed for the week ending September the 2nd. An interesting leading economic indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data every week at www.aar.org. U.S. weekly rail traffic was 476,851 carloads and intermodal units. That is down 5.4% compared with the same week last year and keeps in tandem with the, the general trend, which has been a slightly weekly decline. August was the third straight month in which year, total year-over-year U.S. rail carloads have fallen, said AAR Senior Vice President John T. T. Gray. A major reason why it's doing that is other than automotive manufacturing, the industrial economy in recent months has not been doing as well as other areas of the economy. Until industrial activity and especially manufacturing recovers, rail volumes in many key markets could remain constrained. 
In August 2023, nine of the 20 carload commodity categories tracked by AOR saw carload gains compared with 2022 data. These carload categories are motor vehicles and parts, which were 13.6%, petroleum and petroleum products up 12.9%, and primary metals up 4.6%. The freight commodity groups that saw declines in August 2023 were grain down 22.9%, Coal down 2.8%, and pulp and paper products down 0.2%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes recount. This tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of these large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Had a slight change on a positive note for the total U.S. oil rate count, just up one for the week, uh, but it was up four in the state of Texas, which is the nation's largest single oil market. Overall, year over year, we are down 127 operating oil and gas rates. That's a 16.7% decline. As you mentioned, Texas, the single biggest state, up four rigs. It actually is down year-over-year -year comparison, down 49 rigs. That's a 13.6% decline. On a basin basis, the Permian, which counts for 320 rigs out of the total U.S., you can see it's very close to about half of all rigs, uh, up one for the week, down 20 year-over-year, uh, -year, and that is a 5.9% decrease. Eagle Ford, also in the Texas market, 49 total rigs, uh, minus one rig for the week, down 22 rigs for the year, and that is a 31% decline. The price for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Oil, is, or WTI, is 87.5%, and that is on September 11th. That's comfortably over the average price for the year, year-to-date, and that is $76.13 per barrel for the year that's shown on the chart. When you look at the WTI price history for 2023, you can see that that price on September 11th, which is up a fair amount from what it's been over the past two weeks, the peak of that price roughly correlates to the high that it has hit over the past nine months. A chartist might say that the future increases are in store when they draw a line blinking the other peaks uh, throughout the year, and it does show where the prices could be headed in the future if these peaks continue on their current trend. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activity since copper is used in so many industries, with the construction industry among the leading markets because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. The price for copper on the COMEX exchange was $3.80 per pound. The longer term picture of copper, if you look back, is similar to oil in that the copper prices recovered smartly after COVID and the Ukrainian war. Currently at $3.80 per pound, prices are remarkably close to the, the average of $3.73 per pound on average that they have registered since 2020. Now let's drill down into some of electrical marketing sales estimates for the counties with the biggest increases in electrical sales potential. We developed these estimates with employment data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics for the first quarter of 2023 and the first quarter of 2022. Electrical wholesaling's 2023 sales per employment multipliers are 78,775 per electrical contract employee. And for the industrial market, we estimate $2,650 per employee. The BLS data just came out for the first quarter of this year. And while looking at data from seven or eight months ago may seem a little bit like driving a car by looking in the rearview mirror, it's the best available data to estimate electrical sales at the county level. The electrical contractor and industrial markets account for an estimated 75% of all electrical marketing sales. The electrical 
marketing's editors estimate that all other markets account for an additional 25% of sales, and that calculation is included in our sales estimates. Sales estimates for all 50 states and more than 1,700 U.S. counties and related employment data is available at www.electricalmarketing.com as part of a $99 annual subscription to Electrical Marketing Newsletter. When we analyzed the data for the largest counties on the terms of electrical sales potential in the first quarter of 2023, we found that 12 counties are estimated at more than 1 billion in estimated electrical sales potential. A bunch of them are in Southern California. The number one county in terms of total sales potential is Los Angeles County, obviously in the metro area of Los Angeles, Long Beach and Anaheim, at just over 2.9 billion. Number two on our list, Harris County, Texas, that is in the Houston area, about 2.7 billion and change. Maricopa County, everyone knows that's the fastest growing county in the Phoenix metropolitan area. It's about 80% of the entire state's sales, if I'm not mistaken, about 2.4 billion. You've got Orange County, also, as I mentioned, a lot going on in Southern California. That's part of that big Los Angeles, Long Beach, Anaheim metro, about 1.8 billion. Dallas County and Dallas-Fort Worth MSA. We've got San Diego, San Diego Carlsbad MSA, about 1.5 billion. Cook County in Chicago, 1.4 billion. We've got King County, that's the Seattle market, about 1.2 billion and change. Up north in, Can in, uh, up north in the California market, we've got uh, Santa Clara County, that's Silicon Valley. The San Jose, Sunnyvale, and Santa Clara MSA. Uh, next state over in Nevada, Clark County, uh, just over a billion dollars in electrical sales potential. And go going back down for number 11, Riverside County, also a billion dollar market that is also in the Riverside, San Bernardino, Ontario MSA. And another Dallas County, or just over a billion in sales, that's Tarrant County, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Texas. Again, as if you're looking for other counties among the over, well over a thousand counties that we've got information for, you can get that electrical marketing as part of a subscription there. I also always like to take a look at the sales increases on a year-over-year -year basis. Coming in with the largest sales increase was Harris County, and that is in the Houston Metro. The total Metro is about $2.7 billion for a sales investment for first quarter of this year. The increase, 737.3 million dollars in additional sales increases, what we're expecting. Los Angeles County coming in number two, also, uh, one of the, the actually the very largest county, $2.9 billion for the county, $273.6 million increase. A smaller market, the Lee County in the Cape Moral, Cape Coral, Fort Myers area, $518.5 million in total sales potential. It's coming in with an increase of additional sales potential of $243.4 million. Unfortunately, I'm guessing a big chunk of that increase is from the hurricane damage that they're doing a lot of extra reconstruction. We're trying to bring Sanibel Island, Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, and some of those areas along the southwest coast of Florida got so badly hit by the hurricane last fall. Uh, also on our list of top 10, Riverside County, another $200 million plus in additional sales. Clark County, that's, that's at Las Vegas market, also coming in very close to $200 million, $192.7 million. That Texas market, that Dallas, Texas market, Tarrant County, coming in, additional sales increase, $174.2 million. King County, that's uh, Seattle, also $172.7 million, additional potential. And in Florida, Miami-Dade County, obviously the Miami Metro, coming in with an expected 162.2 additional sales increase in potential. And it also in the Sunshine State, Orange County, and that is the Orlando market. We're expecting that market to be up $148.2 million in sales. 
And rounding out our top 10 list, and this is in Arizona, Maricopa County, expecting to add $146.2 million in sales, year-over-year increase. And that is feeding into the total sales estimate for the Maricopa County and the Phoenix market, $2.49 billion in sales. That wraps up our podcast for today. And a special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electric Economy Podcast Series for 2023. Thanks again for listening. I can't help but think about on September 11th, thinking back to what we all went through back on that date over 20 years ago, and also thinking about the role that so many of the local folks in the electrical market played in helping the recovery efforts there. There's certainly many distributors, contractors, engineers, engineering firms, and people from all over our market that were either affected by or tried to help in the recovery efforts, and uh, we're in our thoughts and right now about that. Uh, please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. My next presentation will be in two weeks, and that will be on September 25th, 2023, shortly before the NECA meeting. I hope to be seeing uh, some of you out at NECA. If you see me you know, walking the aisle there, please uh, stop and say hello. Until then, be happy, stay healthy. I'll look forward to talking with you in two weeks.